Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Floor and Decor. Largest selection of hard surface flooring and lowest prices guaranteed. Mike, how are you doing? Pretty good. How are you doing? Wonderful. How can I help you? So I got kind of a weird problem here. So I got a hallway bathroom that if I don't use that bathtub or that sink for a while, you know, a while being several days. Okay. Because I'm using the one in the master, right? Uh-huh. When I turn when I turn the hot on it only happens on the hot water. When I turn the hot water on, this black stuff comes out. Okay. It take it a good take it a good five minutes to flush it out. Or if I'm in the master bath and I'm you know, letting the water in the shower heat up. Yep. And the, and then I turn the hot water on in the sink to shave. The black stuff will start coming out in the sink. Where's the black stuff coming from? Well, it's coming from either we- one or two places. It's either coming from the water heater itself. I'm assuming this is a tank water heater. Yes, sir. Yeah, so it could be sediment in the tank itself. Or if there's dissimilar metals... Uh, it will sometimes produce that. But normally, when it's dissimilar metals, it's something that happens just real quick and it's gone again. Uh, taking several minutes would not be the norm for dissimilar metals. So that's why I'm thinking it's something that's in the water itself coming through the hot water heater. And when I when I go to grab it uh, and I rub it in my fingers, it, it almost, it's it's kind of like a black grease or something. Yep. Because, you know, it'll get on my fingers like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it, so you it, think it's probably it's, the hot water heater? Yep, yeah, you you probably just got some gunk down in the water heater itself. Uh, how old a water heater is it? It's probably about seven years old. Okay. Try flushing it. Now, normally after two years, you're not able to flush it, but let's try that, and you may be able to just flush it out of there. Joanne, welcome to WBAP. Thank you. Uh, I have a question on my front door. I've been in my house six months, and when it rained really hard, I got all kinds of water came under my front door. So I had drains installed, rain gutters put all over the house, and they put a sealant like underneath the threshold. Uh But I'm still getting water under my front door. And to me, on the inside, it looks like the door wasn't installed properly. It's kind of crooked a little bit of gap at the top, and it's a newer door. It's a metal door with the uh, leaded glass in it. So what what do you think my problem might be? Well, it, it can be a couple things, but from what you just described to me, I think you're right. It wasn't installed right. Uh, how, okay. Is the house only six months old? You said you moved oh, no, into it. No, no, this house is about 35 years old, but it looks like a newer door. You know, I'm not okay. sure about it. I yeah. think so. So when you when you started talking about that gap, though, that can uh-huh. be that it was misinstalled or that you've had some movement on the house. Okay. Uh, both of those can cause a gap like that. And depending on which side the gap is, that can then create a gap at the bottom of the door where the threshold is, which would allow the moisture in. Okay. Do you think uh, I'm going to get somebody to look at that? I have a, a good repairman. Okay. Do you think Do you think installing an outer door would help too? A, a uh, like a storm door. Yeah, a storm door with the glass in it, a full glass door. Uh huh. If 
if it's just water that's splashing up, absolutely that'll help. Okay. All right. So I should tell him to look at, uh, you know, rehanging that door maybe, right? Look at what's going on inside the door. Yeah, make sure there's not something else going on. But, yeah, that that's what it sounds like. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, and I enjoy your program, and uh, you have a wonderful day. Thank you. you. You as well, Joanne. Bernard, I'm doing great. How are you? How are you? Oh, good. It's a nice sunny day. Yep. Uh, here's my situation. My father-in-law is not uh, 85 years old. Mm-hmm. He live he lives alone. He lives in a 1952 house. Uh, back in '96 and '97, they paid to tap into a natural gas meter and run gas line across his property to tie into his house. Okay, what he's been experiencing is this happened. Uh, probably early, early February, March of last of 2020, the gas line was getting, we had water in the, in the gas line. So we had Atmos Energy out there. It had several plumbing companies over there and nobody has resolved our problem. And he went, he's been going since that time last year, been going without hot water and heat in his house. Oh no. So. He's, he has an, he has an option. He has a shower in his shop with a hot water heater, so he's able to take a shower out there and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. winter's coming on, and we just don't know how to who we need to call to resolve our problem. I think we we I want to explore the options of propane. You know, it be I think it would be a simple fix with propane, just running some pipe through through a closet through the hot, where the hot water heaters are. Hot water heaters are, are about two years old. I think the, probably the orifices could be changed out from natural gas to propane. And I've already contacted a heating and air guy that put the systems in. He said changing the orifices on those things would be no problem, switching to propane. Right. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Truthfully, you've got natural gas and you're usually better off with natural gas than you are propane propane is a secondary uh so what is atmos telling you as far as where the water's coming from they won't really give us a straight answer so we really don't know exactly who to contact we've had them out there twice and they act like they don't want to deal with it is it before or after the meter it is before the meter, the the main line going to the meter. Okay, that's their baby then. You just call, okay. you call them, and you know, give them the opportunity one more time. You need to pass up the line to management and give them the opportunity to come out and get this rectified because it sounds like they've shut the meter down. They pulled the meter. Yeah, the if it's getting moisture in it before the meter that's their baby if it's moisture after the meter it becomes yours to deal with uh so i'll be bluntly nicely to them the first time hey we need to get this taken care of winter's coming this is an elderly person this will make a lovely news story and that's the way i would present it to them uh they'll get out and get it taken care of and if they don't then you start raising three kinds of hell Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate the information here, and 
it just it's just been a big circus that nobody will ever show up and so yeah. we'll give we'll give Atmos a call come Monday. Yeah, and, and, and then that's not something you should have to have the the plumbers come out for. Uh that that is something that they need to take care of and yeah, I know they're real bad about saying, Hey, we'll be out there next Thursday. Well what time? Well next Thursday. Sometime, well, be- you know, sometime between eight and ten. <laughs> it, yeah. You know, eight in the morning, uh, ten at night. This was a small plumbing company here in Ennis and he's the and the owner of the company was supposed to come out, so he's the one that takes care of all the dealings, but Yeah. They sometimes they want to run and hide. Yep, yep. If the job's not right, they don't want it. You know, they're just going to duck and run and go do something else. Well, I I suspect, yeah, they somebody probably put the line in. Something isn't right now. You know, what's putting moisture into it can be uh, several things. I mean, there can even be moisture coming through the Atmos lines that are you know uh, collecting there at your dad's because of where he's at in the run or something. It could be. And I even hate to say this, but it's possible that there's even a leak in the line. And if the line is deep enough, because they're they're very low pressure, uh, and if there's enough head pressure on the water, it'll squeeze its way in. Now, that would be just extremely rare. But, uh, yeah, th- this is theirs to take care of. Okay. I appreciate the info. You've got a great program. Thanks for the info. You bet. Take care. Fred, how are you doing today? I have a Whirlpool uh, water heater. Uh-huh. I installed it in about, oh, i say about four years ago. And now I'm having trouble with it. It cuts off. And then when I the, when I had it done, when it did to me the first time, I had a plumber come out here and show me how to operate it. And now it does it all nearly every other week or every other day nearly sometimes it'll cut off and then I have to restart it again. Is it gas or electric? It's gas. Okay. And so uh is it electronic ignition or does it have a pilot? It has a pilot. Okay. More than likely it's gonna be in the pilot light. Uh, section the thermal coupler there uh, when they go bad that's a lot of times what happens is it just shuts everything down you can relight it it'll run for a little while but then it ends up going out again uh, not a very expensive repair you know it's 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 usually just replacing that one little part and you're done that's the what now the pilot what you know where the pilot light keeps that little deal hot so that it, it's the sensor? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's what it is. The the Just that well, sensor is probably put, going out. Then I had to take the cover plate off yep. and replace it then, huh? Yeah. And usually it's nothing more than a nut on one end and a couple clips that hold it in place. No, is it's no big deal to to replace one of those. So it'll be right there by the pilot light itself, then, right? Correct. It it'll be, it, it literally is the flame of the pilot light will be on it. Okay, and I know where to look at anyway for sure. Okie doke.
I appreciate it. Thank you. Fred, if you need help, a plumber can help you. My plumbers can help you. But really, any plumber can take care of that for you. I appreciate it. Thank you You very much. Carol, this is Jim. How can I help you? I'm having trouble with a garage door. This is unusual. I think it has something to do with perhaps because I live near Alliance Airport. Every Thursday night at 1045, my garage door opens. (laughs) No kidding. I'm not kidding you, and I'm I clear, you know where it has that little sensor light in case there's anything in the way it would be extra sensitive and open anyway, you know, or it wouldn't shut. But right. every Thursday night at 10:45 it opens, and I went up, I've hurried up, looked out the front door, and my garage door is open. I don't, you know, I can see anyway. I look, and if there's a car, I live on a cul-de-sac, so it's nobody. You know, I thought maybe it was a driver coming home from work and opening their door and opens mine or something. Uh-huh. But that's all I can tell you. <laughs> I have no clue. Okay. More than likely, what you can do is just change the code on it, and that will oh. take care of it. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I'm guessing that somewhere there's something that's got a very similar code, and at 1045, something is going off that, is setting it up, you know. So, uh, mm-hmm. if you take the panels off, there'll be uh, some little toggle switches, and your remote control will have the same thing. And you just have to reset the toggle switches to a new code. Okay. Well, and that thank you. Should I'll take care of it. It's exciting because every now every Thursday I have something to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> well, then maybe you don't want to change it. <laughs> no, maybe not. I know. <laughs> I'm retired, so I'm bored. Yeah. Well, how cl- okay, I well, just curiosity question. How close to the airport is it? Well, I'm right on um, 170 and uh, uh, Alta Vista. Okay. And we're we're not. I'm, I think I'm about four miles. Well, gosh, you can see the towers yeah. from the hill where I live. Okay. You know, I don't think it's going to be from the airport then, because that, that would be further. That would be further than than, than those waves would. Typically, typically travel. Well, I just thought it was somebody maybe on another block, possibly coming home the same time from work every weekend. Yeah. Or every Thursday. You never could, know. Yeah, well, that anyway, could be. All righty. I'll, I'll change the toad, uh, code. Thanks so much. You bet. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. That was, that was uh, interesting because, you know, for it to happen every every Thursday at the same time, yeah, something is going off that is causing it but yeah typically you can change the code and and be okay so it's just a a huge coincidence uh that it's happening that way just a reminder it's a huge help if you subscribe to rate and review the podcast it helps people find us rusty how are you today it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood (laughs) (laughs) there you go um I have a little tiny front porch, you know, probably two and a half by maybe four feet. And um, I've just had it done with wood, thick, you know, two, um, I think they're one by sixes. Okay. Solid wood and treated. And mm-hmm. I want to paint it uh, with some terracotta colored paint. And I want to make it non-slippery. I'm 77, and I don't need any slippery. And, and so I yeah. was told I could get something called uh, flex or fleckles or something and, and put it in You know, somehow. Do you know how to do that? They just mix it in the paint before they put it on. 
Well, I, you know where you put it, uh, paint the um, porch, but uh-huh. there, I don't know if I need to mix it in with the paint or, or put it on afterwards. It, it depends on the product that you use. Some of them will have you mix it in the paint, and some, after you know, as soon as you put the paint down, you spread it on top. Um, you know, I personally find the one that you mix in the paint to do a better job. Okay, mix in paint. Okay. Yeah. Are they called uh, speckles, or what are they called? Uh, usually it's just a sand-like material that they mix in. But okay. if if you'll stop at a regular paint store like a Sherwin-Williams or Kelly Moore, one of those, uh-huh. uh, they, they'll a lot of times have it on hand for you. Okay, and it's already mixed in, or, or, or they uh, will? In some it. cases it is, but they mix all the stuff there anyway, so oh, they, I see. Yeah, they can the take colors. care okay. of it. Now, what kind of paint? Uh, it's just exterior paint? They actually make paints for decks. Okay. Uh, okay. And, and so that's what you would want. Okay. Okay. What about the concrete steps? <laughs> Could I pa- use that paint on those concrete steps? You would want to use a masonry primer first. Okay. Uh, masonry you know, primer. Okay. Something that's made to go on concrete and made to go on brick and things like that then yeah you you could if you don't use that masonry primer though it's Uh it'll likely peel off on you okay so i gotta use that is there any special way to do it Uh, just um paint it clean clean the thing how do i clean this concrete Uh, well you usually they'll have instructions where you got to pressure wash it in some cases do an acid etch on it where you just wash it with uh some acid uh-huh. Uh, and and then you just can put the primer down. Okay. Okay. Now, so I, I, I want prim- you to, I want you to understand though, you're walking on paint which is very thin, uh-huh. and so it will wear through and have to be repainted on a fairly regular basis. Oh, maybe I should just use the concrete, leave it like it is. Then maybe okay. Honestly, I would. Okay. All right, and then just paint the the the. The wood part, maybe, do, should I do more than one coat? Usually it needs a minimum of two. Okay, two coats minimum. Okay. Yeah. And make sure you let this wood dry real good before you put anything on it. Treated okay. lumber is usually pretty wet, and you got to let it dry real good, or that moisture won't let the paint adhere well to the wood. Okay, so i got to wait till all this rain goes away. <laughs> yep. Ah, okay. No hurricane day painting parties. That's it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. David in Houston, how are you? Good. How you doing? Wonderful. I have a question. Uh, I'm looking to purchasing a new home, new construction. Okay. But at the, but at the back of the house, there's open gutter. What, what do you mean drain. open gutter? Open drain. There's drain right behind it. And I don't, and there's a wires, you know, wires, cables, and fiber optic wires exposed right on top of the drain. Is that, is that, is that? Are, okay are you talking or? about there's a ditch back there? Yeah, there's a ditch back there. Okay. So all those wires and all that stuff are probably running through the easement. Right. But uh, the drain is real, real close to the, to the back of the house. There's like five or six houses right behind there. I mean, right. You know, next to each other, and there's a drain opens right behind it. Okay, and how how far from the house is it? 
one feet, two feet. <laughs> and how deep so is it? Approximately, I would say, two feet, one feet. And uh, I think the builder, I brought that to their attention, and the builders say, well, the engineer, engineers passed it, and the city of Houston passed it, so it's okay. But to mm-hmm. me, it looks like if water going, if there's water running back and forth, don't you think it's the erosion would mess up the foundation eventually? Well, but also the AC is sitting like five feet above the ground, right behind there, on top of the, the train. There's, you know, AC unit is on top of there. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, the, first, the first thing I'm going to say is that sounds a little too close for a, right. uh, a ditch. But it, it sounds like it's also just a ditch for draining your property, or is it one that's running from lot to lot to lot? Lot to lot to lot. There's a six, six uh, properties right next to each other. Real close, you know, those uh, three-story homes, the building, uh, yep. real narrow homes, and then they're like, Right next to there, like six, right next to each other. I'm, okay. I'm in one of them in between. And when I walked back there and I saw open ditch and all the wires running back and forth, you know, like cables and everything. And, yeah. You know, 18 wires and, you know. And yeah, I, there shouldn't be open wires and all that kind of stuff. So I guess my other question is, have you already put money down on this house? Say again? Have you already put a down payment or anything on this house? Well, we put uh, 5000 earnest money in. Okay, because I, you know, given what you just described to me, uh-huh. I personally would probably keep looking. Huh. What about what about getting a second opinion? What do you think? Absolutely, get it. Get an engineer out there. Uh, Deaver's Engineering could come out and take a look at it for you. Deaver Engineering. Deaver's D E A V E R S, and you can reach him at seven one three. Eight two eight eight nine zero one. What what about um foundation people? Do you think Well, you think I am one. Oh you are. Okay. I own, I own uh me and my brother own Due West Foundation Repair and uh uh-huh. I can tell you when a when a ditch is that close right. you don't you don't want standing water or anything that close to the foundation. And that's the main reason I want you to get it looked at. And and Deavers can look at the drainage as well. Okay. Deavers? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll give them a call. I appreciate okay. it. Okay. You. you bet. Hey, David. Right. One, one yes. more thing. Yes. <clears throat> in real estate, especially when you're buying a house that you're, you're, you know, that you're not living in yet, uh-huh. always, always buy be prepared to walk away if it's not right. Because if it's, if, if it's not right now, it'll never be right. Correct. That's why I'm trying to get my, you get a third opinion, you know, third yeah. party, you need some good advice as to whether to walk away or not. Yep. We like the house, but that was my main issue, the roof and the drainage. And then, but they say, hey, the engineering passed it, the city passed it, so it's okay. But to me, it seems like it's still too close. Well, yep. I can guarantee you, engineering did not come out and look at what was built. The engineering passed what they designed to be built, and as far as the city passing it, they have all they're passing is bare bones minimum. That doesn't mean it's right, and not the and doesn't mean it's the right the the way you want it done. They're just passing right. bare bone code minimums. 
and right. I, and that's what they're there for safety reasons not so much and we're not talking a safety issue here uh-huh. so yeah don't let don't let them fool you with that even in, okay I'll, I'll i'll look them up i appreciate it thank you very you much. bet take care Bye-bye. and i want to stress that to everybody when when you're getting uh in uh, a, a home inspected by the city they are not inspecting quality of construction they're typically inspecting the safety issues of the construction and that's part of the quality i mean they want it strong enough to withstand certain wind loads and things like that but when it comes to something that like that drainage that could cause an issue they're not necessarily looking at that and unless that was part of the plan that they had to look at it so just be cautious ben welcome to texas home improvement Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I, I'm tired of cleaning my gutters. What do you recommend? What kind of stuff falls in it? Uh, like oak leaves or, or pine needles? Yeah, it's oak leaves. I've got a giant oak tree that's taller than my two-story house. Okay. There is a product called Gutter Brush. And you, uh, the, they have a website, gutterbrush.com. It basically looks like a big pipe cleaner. Uh, comes in three or four foot sections. I don't I don't remember how exactly how long they are, but basically all you do is drop it into the gutter. As leaves come down, they hit the little bristles and bounce over the gutter, but the water flows through the gutter just like it's supposed to. Wow. Okay, that sounds like a do-it-yourself project. That is a real simple do-it-yourself project. Uh, and I, I'll, I'll tell right. you, my, my dad had a, a gutter issue. Now he's eighty-three now. But when he was like 74, he had an issue. We ordered the gutter brush. He, he did it himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, that's what I need to know because I'm, I'm about to have to do something here, and, and the alternatives look pretty expensive. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, there's a lot of expensive like- stuff out there. And this isn't price-wise isn't bad, and it's real simple to do. Okay. Well, I sure thank you for that information. You bet, Ben. You take care. Thanks, Pat. And, and I know there's a lot of different things you can put over the top, but what I find on a lot of the gutter things, uh, they are so, the holes in them are so fine that the water hits, and if it's just a sprinkle, great, it all goes in. But when we have these hard rains, it's hitting that so hard that a lot of it's bouncing over the gutter. And so, you know, we don't need that. And with the gutter brush, that doesn't happen. It, the water's hitting the gutter just like it normally would. So, anyway, got a question? 713-212-5874. That's 713-212-5874. You know, this, I know, hey, we're starting fall right now, and this, this is going to be the time of year. Everybody's going to be worried about the gutters and stuff because this is when the leaves will start falling and plugging things up. And there are major problems if you let your gutters plug up because the backside of most gutters is lower than the front side. So a lot of times you look up there, you think, well, no big deal. The gutter plugs up, the water will go over the front, right? Wrong. It goes over the back. And as it's going over the back, it's ruining the wood behind the gutter. That's the reason a lot of time your fascia boards rot out is because moisture keeps going behind it between the gutter and the wood. It stays wet, 
hence you start getting wood rot. Do you have an opinion on whether home warranties are a good thing or generally a bad investment? I have a home that was built in 73, single-story brick, and two things I'm constantly worried about. My AC system, which is original to the house, and the sewer lines. I'm not really all that concerned about appliances, as I think most of the appliances are old enough that if something went wrong, I'd just replace them. And, let's see, however, the AC system and the sewer lines are different animal and could cost me a ton of money to get fixed or replaced if something serious went wrong with them. I'm curious about your opinion on home warranties and whether they're worth the money. And if so, do you have one in particular that you recommend? Okay, first thing is, no, I don't have one I recommend uh, because I don't really think they are worth their money. Uh, typically, what they're doing is they will fix something rather than replace it. And my, and my experience is the majority, by far the majority of them, if, uh, and we'll use the AC system as an example, the AC goes down, the repair is going to be $1,200. A new system is going to be $6,000. They won't let you apply that 12 towards a 6 for you to put a new system in because all they're obligated to do is fix it. Now, you would think they would say, okay, yeah, let's put the new one in. We're off the hook for future. That's not how they think, though, for some reason. Uh, and honestly, if you've got a system that's been in the house since 73, that's a 47-year-old system, it's going to go out, and you're going to need to replace it. I mean, it should have been replaced already. Uh, it is so inefficient at this point that you would probably cut your electric bill by 75%, at least by half, if you put in a new system, if you're truly operating on a 47-year-old system. So that's one that you want to be prepared is going to go out, and you're going to want to dig in your pocket to replace it because you're going to want to get a decent system and one that's going to last again. But those sewer pipes you're concerned with, please understand, I don't know of any home warranty company that covers sewer pipes other than unclogging them. Some of them will. But if the pipe has deteriorated and gone bad or got a break in it or something like that, I don't know of any of them who will actually cover that. That would fall under you. Um, now, in some cases, you can get homeowner's insurance to cover that, but you got to have the special endorsement to do that. So if you're buying a house, you always, when you're checking into your insurance, you want to take a look and see if you want to take that option for accidental discharge. Uh, that's really what what they class it as when a pipe breaks or the sewer lines deteriorate. And in most cases, your insurance no longer covers 100% of it, but they cover a big chunk, and it's a lot of times well worth you looking into it, especially if you're in an older home with cast iron pipes. So just my two cents, but it's, instead of spending, you know, because typically they're going to start off real cheap for these home warranties. Every year it goes up, and they get so expensive that you're better off to just set the money aside and pay for the repairs yourself. You really, uh, if if it was going to be a case where it was cost-effective not to do that, then it wouldn't be cost-effective for them to be selling the insurance. they got to make money. So, Anyways, just my two cents on that. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.